Good morning, church. You've got me this morning. (laughs) First time sharing a message this morning. Um, I thought it would be really hard to fill the time, but the time actually goes really quickly up here, doesn't it? So um, I think we're running a little behind, but, you know, if you want me to finish, just do the cut sign or something. (laughs) Um, So the theme, I love this theme that um, Tracy has chosen, you know, leave the past behind you and move into all God has for you. And I really agree with that, you know, that it's a season of urgency, season of urgency for the church, for us to move into all that we're called to, both individually and corporately. And in Matthew 24, Jesus talks about the signs of the times that are around us and they're happening as we speak. So there's just no time to waste. So this morning, I just want to encourage you and hopefully give you some keys and some tools to move more fully into what God has for you. And your job this morning is to listen for the Holy Spirit. Not so much my words and what I'm saying, but what does the Holy Spirit want to say to you this morning? Because we want to be doers of the word, not just hearers, right? So we want to walk away today with something that we can take and change in our lives. So let's just pray before I start. Lord, this morning, help us to set aside any distractions. Help us to open our ears to what you want to say to us and to listen for your voice and help me to be your mouthpiece, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. So time's short, so I'm just going to dive right in there. And so the first way to move more fully into what God has for you is to get really clear on what God is asking you to do in this season. And so I'm talking to you specifically, your specific call. So I'm not talking this morning about the broader calls to prayer and to fasting and growing in our character because that's what we all should be doing all the time. But there are specific things that God has called us to do. Pastor Tuck did a series on the 8th of April on his Running With Fire page. Who follows that, by the way? Those morning devotions. They're so good, right? So he did one on the 8th of April about your vocation. Now, don't worry if you don't know what that is. You're like, what is that? But um, thankfully, I was able to use lots of his things because that's what I want to talk about this morning. And um, your vocation is a divine call to God's service. And we all have a vocation. That's where we get that word, you're called to this. We all have a vocation. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So there are things prepared beforehand for you to walk in. The thing is, there is just so much noise, isn't there? So much distraction. And I think that's one of the key tools of the enemy is to keep us confused and distracted, not quite sure what we're meant to be doing. In Daniel 12, 4, it's talking about the end times and it says, many shall run to and fro and there'll be an increase of knowledge. And that's just like us, right? We're going everywhere. We're busy. We're driving places. We're traveling. And if we want to know something, we just pick up our phone and press a button. So that's what we're living with. And it's, it can be confusing. But um, this morning, I want to just help you to cut through that confusion and that distraction and to hear God's call. And just as we talk about this, like a side note kind of, I just want you to know that the calling to follow Christ lies at the root of every other calling. That is always our primary calling is the call to follow Christ. So it's time to get that laser focus, you know, focused on what we're meant to be doing. Like Paul, he was laser focused. 1 Corinthians 9 says, I run with purpose in every step. I discipline my body like an athlete. 
But probably the best example that we have of that laser focus is Jesus. So there's a story in Matthew 12, and you would know it, where his mum and his brothers come to the door of the house where he's ministering, and they want um, preference. They want to get in and be at the front. And Jesus, you know, basically says, who are my mother and my brothers? So he would not let anything or anyone divert him from his calling. And so we need to have that same laser focus. The success of the church is everyone discovering what God has uniquely called them to do. So this morning, I'm going to help you discover that. If you already know it, that's amazing. Um, I'll help you get some more clarity for the season. And if you don't know your vocation, I hopefully can help you discover that this morning. All right, so I've come up with some helpful questions that you can ask yourself to get that clarity for the season or to discover your vocation. And the first question is, what has burned in your heart since you were young? You know, what have you always dreamed of doing? And in my experience, I know this is not like this for everybody, calls or vocations from God, they don't tend to fade. Now, I've dreamed of singing for God since I was really little. And I have this memory of me, it was like a broken red microphone. It was bright red with the cord cut off. And I would stand on the stairs of my lounge. I must have been about six. And you know, there's like a 70s carpets where they had like the different dots of color. And each of the dots was a person. And I would sing to those people. And <laughs> Only when nobody was looking. But, you know, the journey hasn't been easy, though. That doesn't mean it's, it's, you know, it's an easy journey. And actually, there's been times where I've tried to put this down and say, I'm not doing this, God. You know, I don't actually want to sing anymore. But I haven't been able to. It's like it's knit into my very being. It's who I am. So that's the first question. Another helpful question is, what are your passions and your giftings? You know, God is so good to us and that he calls us most of the time to what we enjoy and what we're good at. So he matches our call with our passions and our giftings. And there may be seasons where you don't do what you like doing, of course, but on the whole, God calls us to do what we enjoy, which is really great. So that's a real clue. What are your passions and your giftings? And then the last important question is, what need around you is there that continually catches your attention? What do you keep talking to others about? So those are three clues for you. And these questions are for every age, by the way, because God has never finished with us. He has something for us to do in every season of our lives. In Psalm 139, we'll come to this a bit later, but it says, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every day, all the way through our lives, not just the younger years. So is there something this morning, based on those questions, that you need to pick up, that you need to start doing? You know, I read an article about vocations and it made an interesting point in that your vocation is not necessarily your full-time job. Often it's what we do outside of our job. You know, we have to work to provide for our families and pay our bills, but often it's what we feel called to most is actually what we do in our spare time as a volunteer. And so like for me, what I feel called to most and always have is being a mum and a wife and being a worship leader. These are not paid things. How cool would it be if we got like a dollar for every towel we picked up, mums? Five dollars a load of dishes? Yes, we'd be rich. Yeah, so they're often volunteer. Your vocation is often what you do as a volunteer. And just for a moment, I want to speak to young people. Because I really struggled trying to work out this call of God in my life, in my teen and in my young adult years. And so I just want to 
talk to you young people and say, you don't have to do, do it hard. You don't have to figure it out yourself. You know, I was so, so shy. You may not think that, you know, because I'm, yeah, I'm standing here, but, you know, I was so shy that I never sang in front of anybody in my teenage years. I wouldn't let anybody hear me sing. And I would not share my dream with anybody. So um, I just tried to figure it out myself, and I was crippled by fear. And I was so scared that if I told someone, this is what I feel called to do, they'd be like, that's, that's ridiculous, you know, like you. So I just didn't share it. I was just too scared. And so I just stumbled and fumbled along. It was really hard. And so young people, you know, just find someone that you respect, that's walking out the call of God in their life, that has wisdom, that's bearing fruit, and share it with them. You know, it takes humility and it takes courage. But, you know, that'll be so good. They can um, pray for you and give you some steps and help you along. It is not humility to deny the call of God on your life. In fact, that's pride, thinking that you know better than God. And just speaking to everybody now, you know, if there's something in your heart that you have, you know, that you want to do that's burned in your heart and it seems too big or too hard, then I want to encourage you from Ephesians 4 verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. There's enough grace for the gift on your life. So grace is God's enabling presence to do what we're called to do. So is there something that you need to pick up this morning? Or, you know, there may be something that you actually need to put down. And this takes courage as well. You know, I do a lot of different things. So I'm not saying you need to only do one thing in your life. I, at the moment, I have two part-time jobs and a business, you know, and my kids. So, you know, it's, it's not about doing one thing. It's just about doing what God is asking you to do. Sometimes we only figure that out when we give things a go. Six years ago, I started a business. Some of you will know I sell essential oils. And um, I started the business because I absolutely loved them and they transformed our family's health and they helped us in so many ways. And I thought, oh, this would be amazing. We were in an area of, um, in a time of financial challenge and I was like, okay, this is, this is the answer. God, this is how God's going to break through for us. And I prayed about it, of course, you know, and asked God for wisdom, but I made the choice to do it. And um, it's just been hard. It's actually been really hard the whole time. I've constantly had to do things that I don't like doing. And it just hasn't been that fun. And I've had a, a measure of success. But there are some people who had like, you know, their business has gone so well. And, you know, I've kind of come to the conclusion, this is the journey I've been on, that maybe I wasn't meant to pick that up. I'm really not that great at it. And, you know, I'm good at other things and that's okay. But often there are ease and grace and flow attached to the things that you are called to do. And if it's just hard, like all the time, maybe you're not called to that. And um, it still takes diligence and hard work. So I'm not saying call of God in your life is easy, but there should be some ease and some grace and flow with it. Pastor Chuck shared three ways in his devotional. There's another three ways that you can kind of test things out. The first E is experiment, just what I've talked about. Give things a go. Don't be afraid to just try. Sometimes that's the only way you find out. The next is evaluate. How good are you at this? And that's your passions and your giftings, you know? And the third one, which is really important, is expect others to confirm it. So often when you try something and there's a call of God on it or an anointing on it, people will notice that and they'll tell you. And they'll be like, wow, you're really good at it. And I just want to say that the church is the best place 
to discover your vocation. This body, you know, this is where you're planted. This is where you call home for most of you. These are people that love you and support you. And this is where you can work it out. And I actually believe that it's our responsibility as believers to at least outwork some of our giftings within the local church so that we can encourage each other and uplift each other. And so there are just so many ways that you can serve, you know, so many ways that you can use different giftings within the church. Romans 12, 4 to 8 says, um, One body, we have many members. Members do not all have the same function. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. And I love this, but let us use them. Yeah, we need to use our gifts. This is another good one from Pastor Tuck. It says, surrender leads to knowing the good and perfect will of God. So this morning, you may have to surrender something. You may have to put something down. Because if our hands are too full, we can't fully focus on what God wants us to do. So just in summary of this first point, get clear on what God is asking you to do in this season. Is there something you need to pick up and start doing or something that you need to put down? And just the second area I want to look at this morning is leaving the past behind you. Because this is a really important area because we are never effective when we're looking backwards. You know, nobody drives looking backwards. It, it doesn't work. So we need to be looking forwards. Philippians 3.13 says, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And now we all have regrets. We've all done some really stupid things, right? But, you know, those don't have to define us. All we have is what's in front of us moving forward. And there's a particular area I want to focus on in leaving the past behind you, and that's the area of words. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And some of us have had death spoken over us. I think if I had to ask you, you know, can you remember a negative word that has been spoken over you? I'd say every one of us would lift our hands, right? We tend to remember the negative things. But today, it's time to leave them behind and make sure they're not defining you. When I was stumbling and fumbling along in my 20s, I had someone close to me say something to me which I still remember and they said you know if you continue to pursue this you're always going to be fighting against your personality you know it kind of made sense at the time I was shy introverted I was struggling and um, yeah it kind of made sense you know but when you hold it up against the word of God it's an outright lie and this person didn't mean to you know lie to me or or speak death but, you know, even Jesus had to say to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You know, sometimes people around us are used um, by the enemy without meaning to be. Hold this statement up against the word of God. So either this person was saying, God doesn't know what he's doing. When he called you to this, he didn't give you the right personality. That's a lie, right? Or the other thing they were saying is, I'm completely deluded about what I'm called to do. That's a lie as well, right? So often when you hold these statements, what people have said up against the word of God, you'll see what, what a lie they are. God knows what he's doing when he puts a call on your life. He's so careful with you, so loving. So I want to put Psalm 139 up on there. If you're struggling today, you know, if you're doubting what God has called you to do, doubting your personality, your giftings, you know, just renew your mind with the word of God. Psalm, Psalm 139 is a great one to start. 
says, You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me wonderfully com complex. Um, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. That's a God who cares. He's so careful with you. You are exactly who you need to be. I haven't fought against my personality. It's helped me to live out the call of God on my life. God knows what he's doing. And sure, there will always be rough edges that we have to refine, right? But who you are, the core of who you are, is exactly who it needs to be to live out the call of God on your life. And then just with the last area um, before I finish, is sometimes there are words that we've longed to hear, but we've never heard them. And we feel like if we heard them, then we'd be able to move into all God has for us. And I longed for someone in my 20s to go, hey, Penny, you got what it takes. You're going to be awesome. One day you're going to stand on a stage and sing. And, you know, but nobody did, partly because I didn't share, share it with anyone. But everything we need to, to hear is in his presence and in his word. Now, I had to encourage myself in God, and it's built a real strength in me. 1 Samuel 30 verse 6, um, David was in the same kind of situation. So the Amalekites had attacked a place called Ziklag and they'd taken all their wives and children. And his men were like, I'm going to kill you, David, because I'm really annoyed with you. And no one was around David. No one was there to go, hey, David, it's okay. You're still anointed to be king. You know, give him a hug. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Sometimes we just have to find it ourselves in the Word and in the presence of God. And of course, you know, we do need others and it's amazing to be encouraged. But if there's something that you need to hear this morning in order to move you more fully into what God has for you, go to God. Just in summary of those two points, get clear on what He's called you to do. And the other one is to leave the past behind you. In particular, any negative words that you've been letting define you. I'm just going to get the worship team up. And in a few moments, Katie's going to take us through some declarations. But I just wanted to give you a few takeaway points that you can apply to your life today, that you can go away with today and make a change in your life so that you can be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. So maybe this morning, you don't know your vocation. This is the first time you've heard about it. So you're going to start experimenting, seeking wise counsel, or maybe get alongside an older person to help you. Maybe you felt a call to do something in the past, but you just haven't had the courage to do it. And you're gonna share it with someone and make a start. Maybe you feel completely overwhelmed this morning. You've got too many things in your hands and you're gonna have the courage to put something down so that you can more fully focus on what God has for you. Or maybe there's a word that someone has said to you that's holding you back, that's still really disappointing for you and it's defining you. And you're going to let that go this morning and you're going to start to read the Word of God and renew your mind. So let's do this, church. You know, let's move boldly into all God has for us. Let's leave the past behind us. Amen.